I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The FT. Is your financial advisor truly independent? You might not say so in a few months' time. Will your fixed-rate bond stay fixed for much longer? We look at the rates that are expiring now. And does your bank consider you a loyal customer? We ask, what price a loyalty mortgage? All this to come in this week's FT Money Show. I'm Matthew Vincent. I'll be bringing you the financial lowdown in downloadable form with my colleague from FT Money, Tanya Poli. Hello. And our special studio guest, joining us from her little booth just across the way in the studio, FT Money Show producer Lucy Warwick-Ching. Hello. Let's start then with the money news. A few days ago, the Financial Services Authority published its finalised guidance on the definitions of independent and restricted advice, which come into force in six months' time. After the 31st of December this year, only an advisory firm that considers all relevant investment products that might be right for its clients will be entitled to call itself independent. Firms that advise on a limited range of product types or only recommend certain providers will have to make it very clear that the service they offer is restricted advice. However, in the FT's exclusive survey of UK wealth management firms, more than a third said that they were still undecided as to whether they will offer independent or restricted advice from next year. What's more, 16 out of the 59 we surveyed said that they were undecided about charging hourly fees or percentage fees from next year when they will also be prevented from receiving commission payments. Tanya, there's there's not long to go until these new FSA rules on financial advice come into force. You'd think that these big firms would be ready and know what they're doing, but a lot of them aren't. No, it's quite surprising, actually. When I looked, um, sort of drilled down into the figures, I, I assumed there'd be much more people actually already coming out saying, yes, they're going to be independent, they're going to be restricted, because surely, obviously, this has been discussed for years now. It's not like it's just been in the past year. It's been, I mean, several years now it's been discussed about the fact that this, these rules are going to come into force. That's right. I mean, last week was just was just confirmation of what had been set in train years ago. Exactly. And I think... From what a few of the wealth managers I've been speaking to, I mean, some of them say that they're waiting for this um, July 4th deadline of um, the solicitor's regulatory regulatory authority. Um, They want kind of guidance from them about whether they will let solicitors, um, you know, sort of recommend clients to go to restricted as well as independent firms. So that could be a factor that's actually making some people wait around and decide. Oh, because they will want the business from solicitors. Yes. And they'll decide whether or not to be independent or restricted depending on whether they they can get that business. Exactly, yeah. 
well, you, yes, I suppose you'd expect them to be uh, uh, to be that sort of business-minded. Um, but some of the firms that are still undecided, um, you know, I, I think are some that listeners would have thought were fully independent already. I mean, can you give us some examples? Yeah, so we've got um, quite big players, actually, that are still undecided, and they include um, Coots & Co., um, Rothschild Wealth Management, Killick & Co., um, Barclays Wealth, um, even Towery have said that they um, are still undecided about what status they will come under. Yeah, exactly. All big names, and I'm sure some of our listeners are even customers of theirs. I mean, is there a general view that once they know whether they can get business referred from solicitors or wherever else, a lot of these will come out as independent? Or are there some already who are accepting that they cannot provide advice on everything? Yeah, we've had a, we've had a few come out that say that they will be um, coming under the restricted label. Um, this includes firms like um, Smith and Williamson and Rathbones. I think they already know that they no, won't be able to provide advice on all um, investment products, even depending what comes out from the Solicitors Regulatory Authority on July fourth. They're still going to have to obviously say that they're going to offer restricted advice. And the other the other thing is is this business of hourly um, fees, which. Uh, is something that firms should be able to offer to their clients from next year. Commission is being banned. Advisors can't take commission from product providers. They have to charge fees up front. Um, but again, you'd think that they would have decided on their tariffs. Yeah, I think this is the area where they seem to be quite cagey, actually, in, in providing details. I mean, I'm sure it's come under discussion with their management. I'm sure there must be some plans underway. But I think it's a matter of um, many of them actually just waiting to see what everyone else does. They're kind of almost sort of, you know, thinking let's see what the kind of general consensus is before we actually then release our terms. Maybe it's partly commercial decisions. They don't want to be um, offering cheaper rates than their competitors, potentially. And I suppose the overriding advice to, to all clients of these firms must be keep an eye out mm. for when they do make their minds up, when they do declare what their advice is and then take a view as to whether or not it's the right advice for you. Exactly. Definitely shop around and make sure that you're getting a good rate as well. Indeed, Tanya, thank you very much indeed. And for full details of which advisory firms are already independent uh, or are already going to be restricted or still undecided, look out for the special 12-page Guide to Private Client Wealth Management free with this weekend's FT and online at ft.com forward slash money. Still to come on the show, do loyal bank and building society customers get better mortgage deals? First, though, fixed rate savings. Now, did you take out a five-year fixed rate savings bond in 2007? If you did, you've been enjoying an interest rate of more than 6% on your cash if you got the best rate on offer. But you and millions of other savers are about to see that savings rate fall over a precipice when your accounts mature this year. According to HSBC, 4.9 million fixed-rate savings products will mature this year, and investors who reinvest their money in similar products could see their income drop by almost a third. For customers who reinvest the average amount of around £16,000 in a four-year fixed-rate savings bond, that equates to a fall in income of £1,250. Lucy, you've been peering over the edge of the cliff, uh, so to speak, uh, and looking at how much these fixed rates you know, will fall. 
when accounts expire. It's going to come as a bit of a shock to a number of people, I would have thought. It's quite a, quite a big fall in income. Well, it depends which type of bond you're actually in, because surprisingly, some of the one and two year bonds are actually kind of on a par with what they were offering one or two years ago. But for some people on these longer term, four or five year bonds, they're going to be coming out hoping that they could get a similar interest rate for, say, the five-year bonds. The best rate five years ago was the Anglo-Irish Bank that was paying 6.2%. It's hard to believe, isn't it? 6.2% interest. <laughs> and so for somebody now, I mean, actually, it's, it's not a bad rate that they could get now. But if somebody was willing to lock their money up for five years, they could actually get 4.45%. Which again is, is, is not bad. But I, I suppose the thing is, if anyone was relying on a certain level of savings income, you know, from that five-year bond that's coming up to expiry, um, they're going to struggle to get that well, in fact, they're not going to struggle. They're not going to be able to get that rate from a savings account. They're going to have to look elsewhere, potentially. Well, that's it. It's particularly a problem for people, say, in retirement that are actually relying on this income for their retirement income. So now they're going to have to look at other places. And the problem is, at the moment, there isn't that many other places. And places like equities are much more risky. So it's a it's a concern. It is. Um, looking at the at the shorter term fixed rates, though, I mean, as you mentioned earlier, it that, that there's less of a less of a precipice to fall <laughs> to fall over. In that, I think I'm right in saying that on one and two year bonds expiring now, you were getting about sort of three percent, so yeah, sort three of and a half, almost percentage. four, yeah, uh, and it's pretty similar, uh, pretty similar rates on offer today. Mm-hmm. And the other issue is actually um, Tanya wrote a piece a couple of weeks ago on um, instant access accounts. And she looked at the fact that actually you don't even need to tie up your money. If you're looking for the next kind of year or two years, you can actually get similar rates from instant access. That's just a good point, yes, because uh, the, the pre- it was the premium, wasn't it, the, the, that you got for locking up your money was staying pretty much the same. Mm. Uh, well, in fact, it was, was narrowing slightly because instant access accounts were not falling, but fixed rates were. Yes, we obviously did see the fact that um, long-term fixed-rate savings accounts were having quite regular price falls from the beginning of this year and last year as well, while actually at the same time we've seen um, instant access saving rates actually um, edge slightly up. So like you say, that premium is narrowing, so you don't actually necessarily need to lock up your money anymore. Which is good for people who need flexibility. But let's come back to those people who were relying on these accounts for uh, additional income, perhaps in retirement, uh, or, or to, to just to bolster their existing income. You mentioned that the only place you can get these sort of high returns now is equity markets, not right for everybody, not right for people who who are absolutely, definitely going to need a certain amount of income because it, you know, it can vary. Um, what's the advice then for these people who are seeing their bonds expire? Some people are saying that if you do need that income, then three-year fixed bond, you can get 4% from BM Savings. Or on a five-year bond, you can get 4.45 on Secure Trust Bank. People are expecting that interest rates will remain low for the foreseeable future. So lots of people are saying, well, don't fix in for the next five years necessarily. They're saying, actually, if you need the income now, fix perhaps for two years, and then you've got the flexibility if you need to come out after two years, or if rates actually do start to rise, then you could lock into a a better-paying bond over the longer term. But keep your options open for now. And just very quickly, if you did want to keep your options open for, say, two years, so if you just wanted to lock up for two years, what's the best rate on a two-year bond? The best rate on a two-year is BM Savings at 3.75. Okay, BM Savings doing 
pretty well at the moment. Lucy, thank you very much uh, indeed for that. And uh, to find out how to minimise the fall in your savings rate, uh, look out for the best buy accounts that will be listed in full in Lucy's article in the money section of this weekend's FT and online at ft.com forward slash money. And finally today, loyalty mortgages. In the past two years, a number of the big banks, including Barclays, Halifax and Santander, have started offering cheaper mortgage deals to borrowers who already hold their main current account with them. To qualify for these deals, banks typically require customers to have held the account for two months or more and to deposit a minimum amount of money into the accounts each month. Last week, for example, NatWest launched new deals for its existing current account customers, which were priced 10 basis points cheaper than its standard mortgage range. But is loyalty really rewarded with market-beating rates, or can loyal customers still find cheaper deals elsewhere? Tanya, um, it's almost like going back to the old days, where you know, whereby you have to be a customer of a bank in order to get you know a, a, a good mortgage. But I doubt it's as simple as that anymore. It's not really. I mean, it's it is interesting um, because I mean, I think it was about a year ago. I I sort of looked at loyalty mortgages as a topic and. Um, basically, we found that um, in nearly all cases, um, people could actually find better deals elsewhere if they shopped around. Um, going to their bank wouldn't necessarily offer them a better deal, even though the bank was offering loyalty mortgages, which were cheaper than their standard deals. Um, but now, actually, it seems to be the case that, um, speaking to a few brokers, loyalty deals have slightly improved. We've actually, at the moment in the market, um, the cooperative bank slash sort of Britannia Building Society, as they are known, um, actually has the Best Buy Lifetime Tracker available, and that's actually a loyalty deal deal only available to um, its current account customers who've actually put in their salary um, each month for two months before making their application. So it's quite interesting that we've actually got a loyalty deal which is actually the best buy available completely in the market. So there certainly is some benefit for, for loyalty but you have to be with the right uh, lender uh, stroke current account operator yeah. in order to get it. I mean uh, is that the exception to the rule? What about other types of mortgage? Yeah I mean uh, NatWest's new range is fairly competitive. It's not Best Buy in the market so it's still the case that obviously you need to shop around and actually look, um, look for other deals. I mean for example, um, if you have look at sort of the option of two-year fixed rate, um, HSBC has the best buy in the market at two point six four percent, but they're kind of equivalent. Um, best buy two-year fix um, if you were a NatWest customer would be a rate of three point zero nine percent. So there is still that difference. Um, so it's it's like we say they might have improved, but actually they won't necessarily always be the best deal for you. And what, why are they doing it? Is, is this just yet another? way to try to attract and then keep current account customers. It is. I mean, banks are really uh, focusing on on developing these long-term relationships with their clients. They want to be able to sell other products. And obviously, current accounts are one of the the more profitable areas because of all the various overdraft fees and ways of making money um, out of their customers. I mean, it's it's important to note that, I mean, I think some brokers I've been speaking to have said that they've had a number of clients that have have wondered whether they should be switching current account providers in order to get a better mortgage deal. And I think a lot of people cautioned against that because these banks aren't just offering these better deals um, for you to kind of open an account and then, you know, 
maybe not actually put your money into it and in order just to get a cheaper mortgage say if you look at the cooperative example um, they've actually got stipulations that if you haven't put in two months of salary before the application they reserve the right not to actually give you the mortgage that the funds won't be released on the day of completion also they do make the point as well that if you don't continue to put your monthly salary in it they can actually um, they reserve the right to switch you from that rate onto their standard variable rate which is much higher so they're they're trying to get you to lock in well before they give you the mortgage and then make it impossible or or, or certainly financially disadvantageous to yes, go yeah. elsewhere. So people do need to, to be careful. Um, just looking at uh, non-loyalty mortgages, in other words, mortgages that are available to anyone, no matter where you bank, um, have there been any significant movements in rates, any, any new offers that have caught your eye in the last few days? Well, it's interesting, actually. Um, we have what has been going on with um, the Eurozone uncertainty at the moment. Uh, we have actually seen swap rates, which is what kind of most lenders um, price their fixed rates on. Um, they have been actually edging down quite substantially. But what I was interested to see that actually not many lenders have reacted and actually cut their fixed rate mortgages. Um, so it's a case of actually the best buy five-year fix at the moment is now 3.79%. And that's much higher than a couple of weeks ago when um, I think the best deal was 3.59. And obviously last year we had rates at 3.19%. So actually rates seem to be generally edging up um, at the moment. Um, lenders aren't really reacting to um, you know falls in the cost of funding for themselves. And I think there's still a lot of uncertainty in the market. So we'll have to wait and see. And just finally, though, I think I'm right in saying that approximately three hours ago, you became a mm-hmm. mortgage borrower yourself. I did. I did. As as of 12 noon, I now am a first-time buyer. Yeah, yes. <laughs> You're a mortgage borrower. That's, I'm sure you've got the best rate imaginable. I'm not even going to ask you what it is. It just, just depress me because it'd be so much better than mine. Tanya, thank you very much indeed. And for a comparison of loyalty mortgage deals with the best available in the market, make sure you read Tanya's article in the money section of your weekend FT. But that's all we have time for in this week's FT Money Show. Remember, you will find all of these stories on our website, ft.com forward slash money. You can follow our tweets at twitter.com forward slash FT Money. And if you have a question that you'd like us to answer about any aspect of your finances, just email us. The address is simply money at ft.com. Next week, we'll bring you another financial lowdown in downloadable form. But until then, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from Lucy and Tanya. Goodbye. Goodbye. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.